Well, thank you for joining us today as we walk shoulder to shoulder, growing in our love of the Lord. I'm Pam Marvin. And I'm Megan Silas. And we are so pleased that uh, you are joining us today to listen to um, this topic that is so near and dear to our hearts and really the um, foundation foundation of this podcast and what we try to weave in uh, through all of it. It's all about relationships for us here at the podcast. And today we're going to talk very specifically about the relationship of spiritual friendship. We have done a whole three-part series right at the beginning of when we first started this podcast um, about f- spiritual friendship, what it is, got, you know, sort of gotten deep into some of the theology as it relates to it and, and everything. And so if you haven't listened to those podcasts, uh, which are really, I think they're like two, three, and four, or maybe three, four, and five, but yes. really right up front at the beginning, I would encourage you go back in the archive and take a listen because they, re- they really do flesh out um, what it is, some of the details of the nature of this relationship. Um, but today we, we want to maybe just revisit some of those topics right. about what is spiritual friendship, why um, is, is having spiritual friendships in our lives a positive. But um, we're also going to do this as a two-parter. Um, and the real focus we want is how do we develop these relationships? Right. I mean, because so often people will say, yeah, I would love to have that in my life, but I have no idea how to get it. Right. And so we're going to dive into that a bit and, and really discuss um, some of the ways that you could pursue these kind of relationships in your life. Which, first of all, we cannot start the show without me just having a very big thank you to my dear spiritual friend that's sitting across the table and in front of a mic. I'm so very blessed by our friendship. I look forward to our times together once a month because it's just so rich and lively and uh, it's like I said on the last podcast, when you're doing something that you really love, you get lots of joy and energy out of it. And just having conversations with you, Megan, is like that. And so I'm just so thankful to God that he's put us together as spiritual friends. So well, I reciprocate to, uh, that. So being able to share our love of one another and the Lord um, together is just it's humbling to me that Dennis has given us this platform to do it. And so I want to always say thank you to Red Sea Radio and and Dennis and the crew there for just allowing us to to have this format to share our love of God and each other. You know, I do want to piggyback on that, actually, because I was listening to another podcast recently um, where they were kind of asking for donations and things through Patreon because and they were saying the reason that they need to do that is because it costs money to do the production And I, you know, just listening to that just really made me realize how grateful I am that we don't have to do that, that Red Sea Catholic Radio has stepped up and and does that for us so graciously, so beautifully. And to be truthful, if, if that were on my shoulders to do production, this podcast would not be happening because not, neither do I have the desire nor the skill <laughs> to do that kind of work. So praise be to God for the generosity of Red Sea Catholic right. Radio. And um, for those of you who listen to this on, you know, different servers that aren't affiliated with the radio station, check out redsearadio.org and they've got all kinds of beautiful stuff on there. And make a donation too. If you like this podcast and help it to keep going, please donate to Red Sea Radio at redsearadio.org. Yeah. So be a a friend to Red Sea Radio. So um, you were talking about how joyful it is to get to so talk good. together. Mm-hmm. And, and I often think, you know, when it's an off quoted um, scripture verse where it says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there. And so often people, they associate that just with prayer. 
right? That that when there are two or more people gathered together in prayer, then he's there. But I think the reality is is that when there are two or two souls who are ordered towards their love of the Lord and they have joy in the Lord and they are excited to talk about the things of the Lord. Mm -hmm. God is there in a really profound and beautiful way that brings this joy of, of the presence of the other. And, you know, it's interesting. My my parents uh, were visiting for two weeks and they just left uh, yesterday. And while they were here, I had the opportunity to um, get them together with a number of my friends uh, and, you know, to have lunch with friends and, you know, kind of give them opportunity to meet them. And, and looking back on that, I realized, Hmm, every single one of my close friends cares about their faith is ordered towards growing in holiness and really, really wants to do God's will in their life. And I realized, you know what? That's not by accident. And it's not just a matter of me being um, someone who says, I'm not going to be friends with anybody who's not a Christian. What it really is speaking to in my heart is this idea of, for me, joy in another is so tied to love for the Lord Yes, to the point where my attraction to other people is very dependent upon their also having an attraction mm-hmm. to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like I'm consciously trying to, um, you know, sort of curate my friendship so that only they will be with Christians, but it's just, that's who I'm drawn to because our mutual love for the Lord enhances our relationship with each other. And I think that's what really is the great beauty um, and goal in spiritual friendship is not just that we'll have these beautiful relationships with each other, but that it helps us to grow in relationship with God. Absolutely. And I have to say like, when I really started a, a walk in earnest to really glo- grow closer, to use more tools, as you'd say, to learn my faith, um, I actually, I don't, I don't want to say lost some friends, but those friendships faded away mm-hmm. because they weren't edifying um, toward the Lord. Um, it was more of a detraction from the Lord than adding to it. And it wasn't like I said, I don't want to be your friend anymore. It didn't happen that way. It was super organic because it was no longer, there was just no longer a mutual interest. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. And I think that, you know, there are definitely going to be times when God's going to call us into relationship with people who are not strong in their faith or are completely away from God, um, in order to be a loving witness And that doesn't mean that those friendships don't have value for you personally and that, you know, if God is working in them, then God's going to bless you through them. But when it comes to our close intimates, the people that we really feel that we can share our hearts with in a totally honest way, what I think really needs to exist there is a trust. If you're going to show your vulnerability at the deepest level of your soul, to another individual, you have to trust that that is a safe place to bring that. And I think for me, that trust can't exist unless I know that that person really is seeking God in their own life. Yes. I trust. I'm so glad you brought up trust too, because that is such a fundamental part of our relationship to God. And Mm -hmm. 
So oftentimes that we have an issue trusting God if we've had a lot of injury or woundedness in our lives with the relationships around us. And so we want to restore that trust in humans, mm-hmm. so to speak, too, because it really does affect in our trust in God the Father as well. Right. And when we talked, I remember, you know, back in those uh, early podcast episodes where we kind of walked through spiritual friendship and some of the things that are required in order to develop one, you know, trust was one of them. And an important point to make on that topic of trust is that's not something that generally should be considered to be present in the short term. Like trust is something that it's got to build, right? And now you can have an immediate resonance with somebody and just feel a sense that, you know, wow, I just have a good feeling about this person. Yeah, I have to say you and I started out that way. It was like instant, like, wow, okay, this is cool. (laughs) Yeah, and you can have that. But but the real deep trust where you should give it some time to develop. There should be a, a period of testing in a way. Not in a yucky way where you're going to be like, okay, I'm not going to call you for, you know, a week and see if you call me. That kind of testing. It's just doing life together. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's seeing how they respond to different things and and the way that they behave that aren't even necessarily associated with you. Right. To see their consistency, to see their trustworthiness, because, you know, what is is this? I think it says something about... um, being trustworthy is in what you small, do when nobody's looking. Oh, tr- if you're trustworthy in small matters, you will also be in right. Large, yeah. Exactly. So you know, you know, before you spill out the biggest, deepest, you know, wounds of your heart, you know, maybe you kind of test those waters with a little bit <laughs> lesser things and mm-hmm. make sure that the person, you know, somebody could have a beautiful, lovely heart and really love the Lord, but maybe struggles with um, a temptation to gossip. And that maybe your your personal things aren't necessarily safe with that person. Mm-hmm. So you want, because when you're building a friendship, particularly one that you hope to be a deep, intimate, spiritual friendship, you want it to be based in truth because it has to be in truth. And so you have to learn the truth of another person. And that doesn't always get completely uh, revealed to you you know, within the first couple times that you spend time with them. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So it's doing life together and as things unfold, um, there's usually, like you said, there is that initial attraction or maybe it's providence that God's put you in, in each other's path and it just mm-hmm. slowly grows um, with the day-to-day living and just being with one another and being honest in mm-hmm. most things. And I think that's very important too. Right. And I do think that that mutual attraction that you feel at the beginning is of God, it, 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 it's speaking something to you and you, and you get to decide how you're going to respond to it. Right. Because I have, I think, I can't imagine that there aren't any individuals who haven't experienced that, right. Where they've met somebody and just immediately felt some kind of uh, resonance with them. Um, and when you have that experience, you have a decision to make. How am I going to respond to that? Because 
so often people in the moment they feel it and they enjoy it and everything. And then they may even later on say, talk about the encounter and say, Oh wow. You know, that person was super cool. And I really enjoyed There was them. something about them. Yeah. There's yeah. something about them that was very compelling to <laughs> mm-hmm. me or, you know, whatever. But what do you do then? Because unfortunately in life as it is now, so often we prioritize a lot of different things in our lives and we get very distracted by a lot of busy things. And those moments that God was maybe breaking into your life and saying, I have something here for you. We don't unwrap it. We just put it back on the shelf and we might think about it every now and then. Oh, yeah, I remember when I met that person. That, they were really cool. And just move on. Hmm. And for me, because those moments are so meaningful and powerful to me, I'm like, it demands a response. Not just like, oh, that was nice. Move on with life. It's like, okay, I want to do something about right. that. It, it demands your attention. Right. Right. It's a gift that's come your way. And mm-hmm. are you going to open it or not? Like you said. Right. So it's, you explore it. It's like, mm-hmm. for example, say you're, say you're out hiking and you know, you're hiking along and you have a destination in mind. You, you're, you're on your way somewhere, but along the way, a beautiful vista opens up. Are you just gonna be like, Oh, Look at that. Okay, let me just keep on going. (laughs) Stop. Take a moment at least to explore what you've just been given, right? And the way that looks for me anyway, as it relates to another individual, is acknowledging, okay, I just had a unique experience with somebody that's different than me just meeting somebody usually, right? Let's take another step in it. And so then you, for me, it's, to respond to the other. And so what I like to do in a situation like that is if I have their contact information, I'll get back to that person and say, you know, I really enjoyed talking to you today or meeting you today or whatever. I, I would love to, you know, maybe get together again for coffee or, or that's lunch. That's exactly what you do with me. I was so, so and, thankful. I and like, I still oh, wow, do that. Cool. <laughs> I still do that because I, I like stop that. and I say, okay, God has given me a gift in this person. And maybe that gift is just for that moment. I don't know. I don't know for sure that this is going to develop into anything further, but I felt something unique in that experience and I don't want to just leave it. So even if that person never gets back to me, they at least know that their presence blessed me. Mm -hmm. So I have given gratitude to God and that person for the way that that moment blessed me and have opened a door that they can choose to walk into or not. Exactly. And that's an important thing, right? Very. Because spiritual friendship, it will never be spiritual friendship if it's not mutual. Absolutely. So I was really thankful you invited me to lunch that day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you know, what, what are the odds that you would have done done it like i I, probably I know it hasn't been like, your my, mo in the past right no no i mean i i just don't have as much thoughtfulness i guess i, I kind of walk around a little bit in the cloud so to speak mm-hmm. um but now i am more aware of every person that god puts in my life 
um, you know, starting with an encounter like yours and then who is he putting in my life on a regular basis? Like sure, my coworkers, yeah. mm-hmm. um, while I wouldn't necessarily say that we're developing spiritual friendships, I do definitely see the, um, Spe- spreading my love of the Lord to them is imperative, mm-hmm. you know, because for them to know who I am, they have to know my love of the Lord. Um, and that sometimes causes us or it, you need to be brave in some instances um, until it becomes natural, you know. Right. And I do think that there are some relationships in our life that are part of our mission field, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're meant to pour ourselves out and pour Christ out through us to be witnesses, to share love, to whatever. Yes. Those are very important things that we're called to do in this. That's part of our job in Mm -hmm. this world. But I also believe that there are some particular relationships that are meant not for our pouring out as much as our filling up. Mm. And God wants to pour grace into us through various means And through relationship is one way, one very powerful way that he does that. And so So we need to be on the lookout because I know that there's some people, you know, I have some friends who are very, very giving. Their heart is so loving and so ordered towards service. They have a charism for that, to serve, to give. But what happens sometimes with people who are so much ordered towards that is that then all their relationships in their life become relationships where they are serving and giving and they're not really being filled through that relationship in a way that is particular to them. You know, they're definitely, because there is a charism in their life, God does give them grace to do it. But I think God wants more than just you always pouring yourself out to another Like he also wants to bring people into your life that want to pour into you. That's right. To receive. You need to be able to receive, receive. which sometimes is difficult. Yeah. Especially when it's not the nature of your relationships normally Mm -hmm. that you're so used to being the giver that sometimes becoming a receiver can be very uncomfortable. And you can also, you can actually, I've had the experience where people have said to me, you don't really seem to need anything from me. So I'm not sure why you want to be in relationship with me. Yeah. Interesting. And so that's an interesting sense. It tells you a lot of, about their, their history. Yeah, the, yeah. You know, and kind of, kind of where they <laughs> mm-hmm. feel their self-worth comes from. And, but I think in, in spiritual friendships, truly spiritual friendships, which is the deepest level of relationship that there's a mutual receiving and giving that's happening, that it is very um, reciprocal, that you are have both elements in the relationship. And that makes it very powerful because it's kind of a more fully integrated type of relationship where right. you're not, you're operating on all cylinders because yes. we're called both to be givers and receivers in life. And now sometimes we're going to have that one element or the other stronger in a, in a relationship. But in my mind, the most profoundly deep spiritual friendships are the ones where 
it just kind of melds and it goes back and forth. And sometimes you're the giver and sometimes you're the receiver. And sometimes you're uh, ministering to the heart of another. And sometimes they're ministering to your heart. Yes. And, oh, for uh, sure. And, you know, sometimes, you know, your mother and sometimes your daughter and sometimes your friend. And sometimes, you know, it's like it, all these roles just start to continue so to go in and out of each other. And it it can be so beautiful, it you know. It's a, it's a fluidity that just hits on all cylinders according to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it has to be ordered towards God, right? Like, you know, just how they say, you know, in marriage, there should be three people, right? You, you and your spouse and God. Well, actually that's any good, holy, healthy relationship true. needs Very to true. have that, mm-hmm. right? And so to think that we're going to have fully actualized, fully healthy, fully holy relationships, you know, to the extent that we can on earth, because obviously we're all still fallen and nothing can be perfect here. But to the greatest extent that we can, to think that that can happen without God in any relationship is really misunderstanding who we are as human beings. And a little, and disordered. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's the thing, you know, when you aren't ordered towards God in your relationship, the effects of human sinfulness are going to tend to play a bigger role in your relationship. So when you aren't having this sort of mutual pursuit of holiness and sharing the love of Christ together in your relationship, you're going to be more susceptible to the things that damage relationships, things like distrust, things like jealousy, uh, you know, control, uh, you know, any sort of disordered, abusive behaviors, all those sort of things are going to be more likely to be present in relationships where you haven't clearly centered it and found and made Christ its firm foundation. Right. And all this does presuppose a certain amount of formation too, Megan, you know, because there's many people that we do come in contact that uh, maybe we're called to, to lend ourselves to a little bit more of that kind of formation. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can grow toward the Lord. Right. And it does speak to the reality that not every person is going to be well suited to being in a spiritual friendship. Yeah. You know, you sometimes we just have to accept the realities of the limitations of another and where they are at in their spiritual life. And you may feel drawn to them and you may like to go deeper into relationship with them. But if they're not in a place where they're ready or willing to do that, mm-hmm. you can't force it. You just no. can't force it. And, you know, so I think as we talk about, you know, we're kind of getting towards the end of this particular episode and we want to start moving into the how of it, because I think we have talked about the why it is. The why is to grow in love of God together, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to come to know the beauty and goodness and love of God through another person and with another person and the, and how amazing that can be in this life. That's the why, but the how you do need to start with an idea of, okay, first look at myself. You know, am I at a place where I can be a spiritual friend to another person? Have If I have my spiritual life in a place where I am seeking the good, I am seeking virtue in my life, I am striving to overcome sin in my life. Because if I'm complacent with sin in my pers- my own life, I'm going to be complacent about sin that exists in my relationships. 
Right. And I dare say you probably aren't ready for a spiritual friendship. Right. That's exactly that what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you have to be honest with yourself. Am I ready to be in a spiritual friendship? And if the answer is in honesty, no, actually my spiritual life isn't in a place where I can be a good spiritual friend to a person. If you desire spiritual friendship, then do the work. Right. And right. the work is, okay, you maybe need to start with spiritual direction. Okay. Find a spiritual director that can help you grow in your spiritual life, help you to help God's grace come in to prepare you to be a spiritual friend to a person. You might just not be ready for really, and you don't want to try to get into a relationship that you're not ready for and then cause pain and suffering in your own life and the life of another. Right. And I'd say a second point on that, Megan, would just be that certain level of commitment to grow. That desire right. that we talked about. You just have to have that, just even that really sincere desire to be self-reflective. I think mm -hmm. that's very important to grow yeah. in that direction. Yeah, because I'm not saying you need to be like, you know, two steps away from being a saint in order to even <laughs> enter into a spiritual friendship. I mean, the spiritual desire. friendship is meant to help us become saints. Yeah. But my point is just if you have, if you know that you have some serious attachments to sin, it's probably good to start working on that before you start trying to get into deeper spiritual relationships, right? Exactly. So kind of be honest about yourself. And then, and then once you get to that place where you feel like, okay, I think I am ready to go deeper in a relationship, then you start looking for other people who that you do have that resonance with, but also are in a place where they also, you know, have made a decision in their life that they want to strive for holiness. They want to work at growing closer to God and, you know, combating sin in their lives, you know, so find that out before you try to go deeper, because if you, you know, don't, then you're probably setting yourself up to maybe, you know, but in the next I've episode, heard. we're going to be talking more about those hows. Right. Like absolutely. Exactly. Like where you might encounter people that are on that same path and things of that nature. Right. Because, you know, it's just like, for example, say you're looking for a spouse and you're a woman and the only places you ever go are where there are only other women. You're not going to find a guy probably. <laughs> You know, and so, and the same goes with spiritual friendships. If you're looking for a spiritual friendship, but you're never going to spending social time in places where people who have, you know, deep relationships with the Lord are, you're probably not going to find friends with deep that have, you know, that as where they're centrally ordered in their life. Right. So you have to put yourself in the place generally to find those people. Now, every now and then it so happens that out of the blue, God brings somebody in and hey, that's awesome. You know, great if that happens, but don't just rely on that. You know, you can be proactive in your own life and, sure, you know, sure. place yourself in, in the near occasion of spiritual friendship. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's great. Yeah. Uh, sure. And so, you know, thinking about, okay, what might be some places that I right. could find people who are ordered in that way? And maybe that's like, um, say you've never uh, considered joining a Bible study or a book study at your church. Well, guess what? You know, if you're looking for spiritual friends, those people have made decisions to dedicate time 
um, an effort in their life towards pursuing a good, right. pursuing God. So already you've kind of checked off a box. Yeah, well, I say back up just a second and really take it to more in prayer to the Lord and saying, Lord, I really desire um, spiritual friendships um, that you want for me and help me to be aware of those people that you're placing in my lives that could be that friendship that you want us to grow together um, towards you. So I think that that type of prayer and in, in just petitioning him with that desire of the heart, mm-hmm. so beautiful because you know what? He'll make it happen. You know, he loves us so much. He wants that for us. Right. Very, very true. And I would also say that if you're going to make that request of him, you know, truly want what it is in, in, in order to truly want what spiritual friendship is, you have to know what it is and be willing to enter into it. Cause I think sometimes um, with something like this, they think, Oh, a truly deep, beautiful, intimate relationship sounds great. Uh, okay. Yes, it does sound great. Do you know exactly what that actually means though? It means that you're going to give of yourself. It means you're going to be vulnerable with another person it means you're going to accept their vulnerability with charity and love. So you want to make sure that you're properly disposed to be in that kind of relationship. Be honest about what that relationship is, not just kind of pie in the sky. That sounds great. But about the realities of what that's going to ask of you. And so don't ask the Lord to give you something that you're not ready to receive. Exactly. Um, but once you're ready... And you want it, you desire it. I believe that that desire is from God. God doesn't put holy desires on our heart that he doesn't intend to fulfill. Right? So true. true, And so if you feel that desire and you've done the work to make yourself ready to receive it as a gift, I believe the Lord will bring that to you Um, because he wants us to grow in holiness and he has devised it in such a way that we'll do it together. And he's ordained it. He's ordained it like to the people that he puts in your path. So be awake and be aware. Absolutely. All right. I think we'll end it on that for right now. And then on the next episode, we'll get a little more into the nitty gritty of, you know, once you've kind of found a person that maybe seems like someone might be, uh, you know, an option (laughs) as a spiritual friend, how to to pursue that relationship and, and really start to try to live it. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So until next time, God bless. God bless.